When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, good evening, and how's it going, Bears fans? And welcome to this Monday night edition of the CHGO Bears After Dark, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. And what I, what like I said, how's it going, everyone? Will DeWitt, Mark Carmen, Greg Braggs Jr. And things are a little bit different now. The season's over, but After Dark lives on. And instead of it being Monday night and Thursday night, we're all coming together here for Monday nights throughout the entire off season i'm very excited about it how about you guys go ahead gregory you're already in the chat the, the, <laughs> the bash for, i was just like i don't know now that we're coming together will there's an added level of foolishness to the table when mark's with me you already got to put up with me now you got to put up with the combination of me and mark that's a very dangerous recipe a recipe for disaster I, I got to say, Will, I, I did speak with upper management about this combo moving forward on Monday nights, and I highly advised against it. Uh, but 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 both Kevin Kadick and Jake Flanagan, uh, you know, approved that, that we would all be hanging out on Monday nights uh, for who knows? I don't know the rest of the time, damn it. They so. knew, Will, that you could keep us in line. No one else can do it. Oh, fights it every Sunday. Now it's your duty to keep us in line. Mike's already asking in the chat how I'm feeling, so we can just get that out of the way. I'm feeling great. Uh, <laughs> it was a rough morning. I'm sure everyone understands that after yesterday. Just Will being in, jubil in jubilation uh, will be the word I'm going to use this evening. I bet you you couldn't have paid me enough money to think of that word yesterday evening. Because uh, that's a big boy word right there. But no, I'm excited about this. Uh, we'll have Nick on in 30 minutes. And uh, I like the challenge to kind of keep you guys in line. I feel like I got a lot of good practice with just brags throughout the entirety of the season on Monday and built up a little bit of a tolerance, I would say. And I'm sure <laughs> we're going to we're going to gel in no time, guys. Well, you know, the, the video yesterday got some serious uh, movement slash love and. 
when I look back at the celebration after they got the, the, the number one pick and you were there, Will, and the Texans somehow pull off the fourth down and then the two-point conversion, and Greg Braggs is walking around the studio yelling brick juice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the look on Corey, you know, Corey, he's like, yell this, you know, he's telling me. So I was delirious at that point. So I had no idea when I looked back at that video, me shrieking like a little girl just made me laugh all day because I just, it was genuine. And well, when you called into the show, I just thought it was an epic moment. Cause like, you know, you do such a great job as a reporter. We know this, but we all started out as fans. You're still a fan at the end of the day. And you felt that energy, that euphoria. You had to be there live. Like, that's what I live for. Like, this year has been such an unbelievable experience for me being in studio with some of the true professionals of Chicago sports media. But at the same time. Thank you. Uh, for yeah, I, I mean that, uh, and you know that. I, I, but I know you. This, I, I know you do, but it's still here. It's odd to hear. Keep going. Well, it's the truth, and but Will, you know me. I live for being in the stands. That's mm-hmm. that's what I live for. So for you to be there, Will, what was that moment like? We saw you after the game, but when they threw the hail mary in the two point conversion, what was that like for you? And what was that like just being in the stadium and and the reactions of two fan bases potentially, I don't know how many Texans fans are there, that either wanted them to win for some weird reason or were begging their team to lose. Yeah, no, you're right. And like I said, before the game, it felt like I was doing like a good public service like duty of like trying to explain to Colts fans why they actually wanted to lose that game because they were all so confused why I was there, why I was cheering <laughs> on the Texans. A lot of them just really came up to me it's like, you know, the bears are in Chicago today. Right. And like, but you have a levy thing. Like, do you know what year this is? Uh, but at that moment towards the end of the game, when they hit you, like you mentioned the hell Mary, the two pointer, mostly people were upset. It was just like a lot of just, Oh no, the Colts did it again, threw another one away and just like, kind of like boo hoo and leaving the stadium. Uh, and I was just so surprised by that. Uh, <laughs> there's even a kid by me who was very upset because it was his first Colts game that he went to. Uh, he had to be like 11 years old or so and just was upset that they lost. And uh, his mom was like, hey, you said you're talking about earlier. There's actually a good thing about this. Can you remind him what that good thing is like about this loss? And I said, hey, do you like the Texans? No. I was like, do you want them to get their quarterback of the future? Well, no. I'm like, well, that's what you just did by losing. You could potentially stop that from happening with the Bears taking over that first pick. So it's like a win-win. And he felt better for it. But yeah, no, Greg, it was a lot of people just upset by it, but uh, I was, uh, as you can tell, in cloud nine. Yeah, yeah, I can only imagine the euphoria you were feeling personally. It is just funny that our DNA as fans, there's just some fans, like even I tweeted during the game, I was kind of poking at some fans during the week, like, all right, who's rooting for the Bears this week? Because we all know the the majority, 99.9% of us all knew the situation to root for the Bears to lose. But there's still this five or six fans that wouldn't let up and were like, I root for my team to win no matter what. And a lot of fans that go to the games, they don't care about draft implications. They just want to see their team win. It's just a funny dichotomy that, uh, you know, we put ourselves in this or the NFL puts us in this position where at times it is beneficial to root for our team to lose. And that was one of them. Well, but 
I think what Will's underlining here, which is tugging at my heartstrings right now on my first Monday, Bears After Dark. <laughs> oh, boy. It's the it's the purity of being a kid, and you just want to go to the game and see your team win. And you're, you're not thinking about anything else other than I want to have a good time with my mom, with my dad, with my friend, with whoever. Yep. And, and, and see him win. Like, you know, this the, – I – I, I we're very we're very sophisticated fans here and rooting for the tank and all that stuff. So it's like there's just a purity what to what's your name? Like, hey man, I'm going to the game. I want a pennant. I want to I want to I want a souvenir cup and I want to see the Colts win. And they and I don't care about some Texans quarterback and drafts and whatnot. That's that's awesome. I I, I enjoy that. There were the Bears fans yesterday. You know, I went out to Soldiers, uh, Soldier before, you know the the pregame show and and. There was a what's the highlight of your season? Like one person who was just sitting on the bench and like taking pictures and texting on her phone before they she's like, This is my first game this year. And she wants mm. to see the Bears win a football game. Like she doesn't care about whether or not they're gonna somehow miraculously <laughs> luck into some great trade and they're gonna win the Super Bowl in three years that we have no idea if that's gonna happen or not. I I get that we're in a way better position. We all celebrated it, but there was just, I don't know, there, there's, a, there's a purity of like, I'm going to the game, I'm going to have fun, and I don't think about anything else other than that. And that's maybe actually how sports should be consumed. Well, and that's why the NBA does it right. They do a lottery system. They don't reward you in the same way for being the worst team in football and or in basketball, I should say. And maybe the NFL needs to consider a lottery system. I've heard that there's whispers that that will become a reality in the next couple of years, but you just never know with, uh, you know, the – you know, players versus the league agreements in that scenario. But uh, if it was one of the last few times the Bears finally got under the wire and, and got that number one pick, obviously, if we're doing vibe checks like we normally do week to week, I could not be more excited. This was like winning the Super Bowl yesterday. It's I've just been in such a great mood all day this morning. I just still like the word is miracle. We the bear, bear we as Bears fans had a miracle happen to us and we get to enjoy this all off season. Yeah, Bears Cubs fans, Bears fans is me as a it's always about the off season, never about the regular season. But you know what? This one is more special than probably any other off season of any team I've ever rooted for, and I can't wait to uh, follow it along, cover it here, and everything else we're going to be doing. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, and it is interesting, like how things can change. I remember the last time the Bears were just really bad uh, that 2016 season that led to like the Ooh. Mitch pick. And even at that point in my life, like I was like, no, don't like, we want to see them win. I want to see improvement. Like I was dead set on that. And I think, I don't know what's changed over the years, just watching some teams who have that pick trade it and all the capital that comes with it and how they can retool a roster and just kind of seeing it from that perspective. But I surprised myself this year of how much, I was kind of rooting for the tank towards the second half of the season. And when we just started barely talking about it and I remember, was it six weeks ago, Greg, I need to pull the clip up when you told me don't root for the Texans to win these games. There's no way the bears can land a number one pick. They're not going to win. And here we are a miracle. Like you said, truly. And you know what? It's like, we just, the reason it's just, I think you come around to the idea is just to see so many times where we've fallen short a pick here or a pick there. Aaron Donald's the one that stands out to mind most recently. Yeah. Um, we ended up getting Kyle Fuller with the very next pick. And if we just, you know, we'd won a couple meaningless games. I mean, we've had it in other sports where the bulls have screwed around in a year where Luka Doncic and other players that are very good in this league were available. We've 
experienced this so many times where we're just winning against our own cause, our own benefit. And I think as you get older, you kind of understand the, the better good, the bigger picture. Uh, but I understand fans that, that hate that mentality, that loser's mentality. But at the same time, you know, I mean, uh, Terry Bradshaw, the coin flip. I mean, you still have old time Bears fans that talk about that to this day. And that's what yesterday was. It was a coin flip. It was a coin flip for who's going to get the second and the first pick. No, we're not taking a generational quarterback like Terry Bradshaw or Peyton Manning. At the same time, it has immense value. So uh, very excited to see what we do with it. It's going to be uh, an off season to remember. It really is. So, Mark, what is going to be? Let's just kind of get into the official vibe check. How are you feeling here uh, You know, a day and a half? I know you already had a show earlier this afternoon, but I'm just curious how you're feeling. I mean, it is uh, – it's for some reason, like right now, let's, I'm just I'm vibing right now. Let's, let's just check in with my vibe. I've never vibe checked before. I, I, I think it's, uh, it's a weird feeling, right? Like the season's over. We're in this trans – we're sort of transitioning. It's, it's been, you know, just for myself personally, you know, you, coming over to CHGO, started running through the season, and now, and now it's – and now, okay, that's done. The season's over. We can take stock on, you know, that experience. And now we're we're really like moving into this extremely important time for the Bears and, you know, um, just, a, just a different workflow. And also like it was odd being out at Hallis Hall today just from the, on the football side of it, like – you know, guys are packing up and they're they're get, they're getting out the door and it's like it's real life. They got they got their boxes and they're, you know, dudes are not going to be um, they're not going to be in there anymore. Like some will be back, some won't. I was walking through uh, and uh, you know Nicholas Morrow sitting by himself. He's having lunch up against like just you know looking out the window, and and he's he was first class all the way. So I you know I, I just walking by him. I just thanked him for you know all his help and whatnot and. Um, just it just it's there's like the the real life side of it. it's like you're yeah there's there's and I asked I said I said to Tevin I'm like how does you know is it what does it feel like for you guys say what's it like in this experience I'm like oh thank God the off season's here let me let me get some rest I've been pushing and grinding for you know six seven eight months and he's like that that was kind of the feel last year um, you know because it was such a when is Matt Nagy going to get fired? And it's the one year anniversary coming up tomorrow to, uh, you know, that happening. So, which, uh, you know, Kevin alerted us to or alerted me to, I, I had forgotten that it was one year to the day tomorrow. And so it was just a totally different this. I feel like there's sort of unfinished business. Like these dudes, there's a di- totally different vibe going on to the, to the vibe question that, Hey, uh, like, you know, even Justin Fields on the, on the field yesterday with the sunglasses on dude wants to be playing. You didn't want to end his season like that. So it just it almost feels like let's hurry, let's hurry up and wait, but let's hurry up and go and and, uh, and get back at it and see what this team can do going forward. I guess Sorry, one question I, was, I, I would have for you, back Mark. There. <laughs> no, yeah, they're on the uh TCU on the goal line here, 10 down 10 nothing to Georgia. Uh certainly be interested on third and one. So it'd be interesting to see if they can punch this in. They did um, as they do. Um, Duggan runs it in, so that's good. I want we all want a ball game here tonight. Um, but I, the one question I had for you, Mark, um, being in the locker room, you guys talked about this a little bit on the afternoon show. Was when we talk about a vibe check, the vibe of the locker room was uplifting. And some of the videos you guys shared, you and Nick, 
um, sharing from the locker room. You can hear laughing in the background. And you've said many a times you and Adam have been in locker rooms where it's quiet. Like it's a funeral because, you know, Lovey's getting fired or they understand the end. The end is here. But I heard a lot of like laughing and, and joyfulness. And the question I have for you is, you know, you said on the afternoon show today, they all understand what this year was all about. They talk about the quarterback, you know, and, and they understand they weren't going to win many games. And that's good that they've built this culture. They played hard, but they also may have understood that they weren't going to win many games at the same time. Now, when you fast forward to next year and the mentality of the fan base, the expectations of the media is going to be completely different than it is this year. I don't, is he going to be able to trans is, is Eberflus going to be able to transition that mentality to where he, these players now understand, okay, last year was a trial run. Now it's money on the table time. I, I don't think he has to really do a whole lot of legwork on that one, Braggs. Like, I, I think these dudes are tired of losing. You know, Fields had his moment in the commander's game with the, you know, I'm, I'm tired of getting close. Um, I love all the concern for Will. Look at Will. He's, 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 he's 100% enrolling. Not even, a, not even an ounce of uh, <laughs> leftover from his trip down to India yesterday. Maybe, maybe an ounce. I don't, I don't know. Uh, you look good to me. But so they're these these guys, right? They're they don't want to lose. And not only that, they're they're like Tevin Jenkins was asked today about like you know, hey, you know, do you feel like basically are you, that you're you're good that you'll be back and you'll be starting? He's like, ah, I have no idea. They got they got eight zillion dollars to spend. They got all these draft picks. I, I you know he didn't say this part of it, but like I was in and out of the lineup some. They at the beginning of the season they demoted me and then they brought me back and said, Hey, you're gonna be a guard, and I had to prove that to him. I don't he doesn't know exactly what they think, you know. So mm-hmm. so but my point is that they're they're all fighting for their livelihoods and they and 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 the way to make that more secure is by winning games um and, and playing well. So this is, this is I don't think any of them are coming in like, oh yeah, we're fine for another year of just hanging out as uh you know, Fields figures this out for real and you know. Nobody can expect us to turn from three wins to, to 10, 11 wins and get in the playoffs. Although, hey, Jacksonville won three games last year. They're in the playoffs. So there's 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 one recent example. And you know my motto of uh, tweet, don't think. <laughs> and I took every ounce of my energy this morning not to put out some tweet about worst to first. That's all I could think about. I was like, are we going to be the first team ever? To They're thinking about it too. one in the draft and then go all the way to the damn Super Bowl. Miracles happened yesterday. So I'm like all in on these miracles, but I understand that that is, uh, will probably, you know, be a miracle that doesn't happen. But at the same time, a man, a boy can dream. <laughs> <laughs> I like it though. You went from, like I said, a month and a half ago of like, no, I can't, nothing's ever possible. And now you're, this miracle happens. And now you're just already thinking that far down the line. See, I still am very upset that I picked this team to win 11 games and they won three. <laughs> and so I am using this off season to learn to be a little bit more cautiously optimistic and not talk myself to that point by August. Although I fear I will yet again. Well, yeah, yesterday out at soldier, Hey, there's George McCaskey. What's up, George? Hey, dude, it's so awesome. All these Bears fans are talking. They're so optimistic. They're they're absolutely in on the way you guys are going about your business in this rebuild. They love the flus. They love polls. They love they love your quarterback. Super Bowl 2025. George McCaskey, 
What about 2023? What about, he's like, you know, 25 is fine as long as we're going for a back-to-back after winning it in 2024. So, and he's, you know, being positive and, but, but, but there's also like, you think that dude wants to wait around with his mom who's a hundred years old for, you know, three years down the line, they're going to be good. There's, they got to build this the right way, but there is a, there is a huge desire to get this thing done as quick as possible. And I believe seven teams that didn't make the playoffs last year made the playoffs this year. We see this every year in the NFL, even before the restructuring of how many teams make the NFL make the make the playoffs that they've had the last couple of years even before that it was always uh there was always a number of teams that went from either worst to first in their division or teams that didn't make the playoffs that do this the turnarounds in nfl they don't take that long the cincinnati Bengals picked three in the draft right or or so i know it's top 10 and they ended up uh getting to the super bowl with jamar chase it's not out of the realm of possibility and will up help you out when it comes to the predictions. I think preseason predictions are just so silly because the context behind <laughs> there's no context. You, you don't know the injury momentum or momentum injury variables. There's so many different things. The week to week is, is where it really is like where you can like kind of put your bread and butter. I mean, uh, Hogue picked nine, you picked what you said 11 mm-hmm. or that that's high. I heard a few people saying that I picked seven, but you know what? Seven is hedging. I mean, seven is hedging. Let's call it for what it is. You think it went eight, you know, or, or and now I don't look as stupid just because I sat right there on the fence. Now, the ones that said three wins, there was a lot of national prognosticators. They hit it. Lewis Riddick's out there pulling receipts last night. Hey, he deserves it because <laughs> he got dragged by Bears fans, and we can be relentless on Twitter. Have your victory lap if people are going to come at you like we did uh, in the preseason. Now, to the point of people that pick 10 wins, yeah, it's a pie-in-the-sky look at it. But at the same time, they won three games and seven of their losses. They easily could have won those games. This, every game is a coin flip game. So, you know, I had one friend going, well, if you just picked them to lose every week, because I ended up being 13-4 and four on the season picking them. That's great. I'm very happy for that, especially with all you guys who I consider much smarter football analysts than I am. I'm the meatball, and I wear that shirt proudly here at CHGO. But at the same time, oh, if you pick them to lose every week, they're three and thirteen. You you go thirteen and uh, oh, fourteen and three on the season. Well, how many games were decided by the smallest yeah. of margins? You know, picking that Commanders game is not easy. Picking the Patriots game is not easy. So you know, everybody's got their opinions on how you pick or what your predictions are. Well, put your put your opinions and your predictions up against it, and put your name on it, and see how easy it is. It's not that easy. Hey, to, to Sarah's last comment, when you guys were watching last night, were you rooting against the Packers? Oh, you think I was yes. awake when I got home last night? Oh, yeah. I was yes. thinking, if you had been awake, were you if you were watching, what do you think you would have been doing? How's that? Oh, I, I would have been hoping for the exact outcome that happened last night, and that was the Lions taking down the Packers. It was when I woke up and I saw that and I watched how it even unfolded. Oh, like that helped me get through my morning a little bit more easily that and of course knowing that that number one pick is still ours but yeah no i was very excited that the lions were able to just take one and what a balls call by dan campbell on fourth and four instead of taking the field goal to go up seven packers have a minute 14 left with no timeouts they'd have been up seven had to do the length of the field score the touchdown which hey they may have done but you if you don't get that fourth down now they're only down four and aaron Rodgers go win the game Answer, answer the question. Was there any part of you that was like, I'd like to see Rodgers in the playoffs no. because I want the drama? 
No. no, no, no. I mean, for me personally, I'm ready for this guy to retire. I've been predicting that he will. Nobody believes me. Carmen Vitale has been telling me how silly I am. Hey, in the post game pressers, he, you know, I understand he's a drama guy, but he loves to, you know, tip his toes into the drama a little bit, but it's, you know, it's going to happen sooner or later. And I just see a guy that is kind of over this whole thing. I just, I don't think he cares about the money. He's in a different situation than Tom Brady. Yeah, Tom Brady reassessed and came back and played. I, I think he's in a totally different mind space than the way Tom Brady is. He doesn't have a family like Tom does. Uh, to me, it's more about his personal happiness. I think he'd much rather go do podcasts where he talks about, you know, spiritual awakening and, and do Jeopardy 60, 60 times a year than do the rat race of NFL football. But we'll see. I shouldn't shake my head. I don't know what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. He does have to retire at some point. However, he's got $50 million out there. And as much as I love doing this podcast with y'all, I'd rather be an NFL quarterback, even if I had done it for 20 years. So I, I have a hard time believing he'll walk away, but maybe he will. Maybe he will. It would be terrible for the Packers. So I'll admit that that's part of my bias of hoping this prediction goes right, because then they'd have the next three years of extreme dead cap money still paying Aaron Rodgers, and it would completely drown them. So I'm... uh rooting for that scenario i'm not gonna lie another miracle that greg is rooting for this offseason i personally have gotten my hopes up hearing that you know the rumors every single offseason it feels like over the last three four years like is this it for aaron he may be done or at least not if he's not retiring maybe he's going to a different team and then he always comes back and he always beats the bears so i'm mm-hmm. i can't wait uh, for that day like all of you guys uh, but as of right now i just I think I'm going to have to see it before I believe it. And after what Tom Brady did, I feel like we're going to have to like let it sit even a little further after an announcement's made before I even get myself super excited. I mean, I mean, remember the day we got tricked the biggest? It was on draft day, the day we drafted Justin Fields. Uh, Adam Schefter came out with a report that he was done. He was no longer going to play with the Green Bay Packers. He was like refusing. And uh, that just felt like that was like one of those Super Bowl days because we got the the morning story of Aaron Rodgers never wants to play for the Packers again, and then somehow we get Justin Fields. It was like, what? What is happening? And that's kind of how yesterday felt. Let, 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 let me address this comment by Thomas. What kind of Bears fan wants the Packers to ever win a game? <laughs> let, let, let me let me explain myself. Number one, what was the greatest moment for you? Will, are you, well, who do you root for baseball-wise? I'm a Sox guy. Okay, so fair enough. Let me let me put this to Braggs because it's more germane to my point. What who what was your favorite moment as a Cub fan? Well, outside of outside of winning the World Series, uh, I know where you're going with this, so I'll just placate to you because I can name a bunch that don't have to do with beating the Cardinals, but certainly when the one of the games that. Uh, you know, I always regret not being in the stands for it was when the Cubs hit seven home runs in one game in when the playoffs against out, them. And Schwarber hit it on the damn towel on the right on the yeah. Trinitron on the roof. And, and um, um, Dennis it, it, Eckersley goes, What in the world? And it was just one of those changing of the guard moments, right? So, right, right, yes. right. You tell me you wouldn't want that, for, uh, Bears Packers. I mean, I don't know what's what would be down the line for White Sox uh, on that side, Will, other than just kicking the Cubs' ass. And, I mean, I, I I would assume one of your favorite moments of recent note was when Eli put one in the bleachers and uh, these White Sox fans have invaded Wrigley Field and are just absolutely 
owning the night. That was a sweet night to be a Sox fan. And it's just, look, he is running around Soldier Field saying, I own you. Let's kick his ass. Let's go up there and win. Let, let's let's have the changing of the guard and then send him off the field. Having the Detroit Lions do it for us, yeah, that's you know, and then he just and then he just decides that he's going to retire when it's not overly obvious that hey, we kicked your ass and you you are not climbing this mountain above us anymore. We are we are locked and loaded. And we got Justin Fields. That would feel almost, oh so much sweeter. That's where I'm coming from. You're on mute, Will. <laughs> I, I i don't even know how i got on mute i don't know if there's like a shortcut button regardless uh yeah in that specific situation i i can get behind you on that to like be able to give him the beating that he's given us to make him know that time is up now that would be that would be a lot of fun to kind of experience too yeah that's yeah something. i get it I get it. Uh, beating the Packers in 2018 to win the division. I know where you're going, Carmen. I'll placate you. I well, because I could have said the NLCS game six. I was at that game with my mom. So I could have said that. And this took the thunder of what you're the point you're trying to make. I totally get the point you're trying to make because it's the correct point. Yes. Theoretically, if Aaron Rodgers wants to stay uh, and, and next year, the bears are this worst of first team and we beat their face in and, we get to do the I own use to Aaron Rodgers and the green. It, there would be, and their fans, there would be nothing more sweeter. Um, you uh, know, uh, so I, I get it. NLCS game six is a better answer. You're absolutely right. You should have said that. That was the night. That was the greatest moment in Wrigley field history. That was awesome. Yeah. You want to talk about one time like that? I can't wait for that moment as a bears fan. When we all walk to the stadium and we know we're going to win, you know, not this club dove 2018 playing the Eagles. Like, Man, I love this team. I hope we don't lose today. No, that team, it's a I just feel like in Chicago it's so rare since Michael Jordan that we have teams where we're like we know we're going to win this. And every once in a while you'll have one of these teams come around the Blackhawks had it, Sox had it for yep. a moment, Cubs had it for a moment. And I just cannot wait. I know it in my heart that one there will come the day that the Bears have this team where it's not a question in our heart or in our mind anymore. And we're going to know that they're going to win the Super Bowl. It's going to feel great. <laughs> it's reminding me of how I felt back in 06 as a kid. Uh, and that was like a sky high moment as a Bears fan, just going in every week, knowing that defense is going to dominate the opponent, right. the offense. Eh, we'll, we'll see what happens uh, with Rex and then the ground game. But you just knew like Devin Hester was going to pull off some miracle return and just do something ridiculous. That was a fun Oh. era because every week you just knew like the bears were going to out there and hand someone especially the devin hester aspect and mark carmen mm -hmm. hates devin hester so oh, he's not allowed to talk just, during this i'm kidding i'm kidding as, but as, as the elder statesman on the show i can tell you that in 1985 86 you, uh, you woke up super Bowl morning i i mean i i remember it vividly there's no way they're losing Right. And, and there, that's how it felt. And then Peyton fumbled and it was three, nothing. And I was like, Oh my God, is this like, there's just, there's no way, <laughs> See, but you were nervous. You were, you were nervous for a hot second. And I was like, okay. Yeah, and conversely for our 2006 bears that got to the super bowl, I felt nervous that whole two weeks leading up. We're playing Peyton freaking Manning. I almost would have preferred to play the Patriots that year. because we had lost to them in a close game. And I was like, okay, we'll get to play them in a rematch. It's hard to beat a team twice. And the, they, the Patriots got upset by the Colts. And I was like, damn it, we got to play Peyton Manning. It just wasn't a great matchup. So I didn't feel good going into that game. 
but then Devin Hester returned the opening kick. So it was like the Mm -hmm. reverse of 85. Now all of a sudden I'm all in, they battled their asses off that whole game. And I was, you know, dreaming of something that I didn't think we could do against Peyton Manning, hold him to one touchdown and one interception. I mean, Devin Hester had as many touchdowns in that game as Peyton Manning did. I mean, if you had told me that before the game started, I mean, but it wasn't meant to be, but we're going to get there. And we're going to get there while we're all here as a family at CHGO Bears. Well, I know Nicholas Moriano is going to be hopping on in a moment, and we have a couple of messages we have to share. But before we do all of that, I just want to let everyone know, since the national championship game is going on right now, and I'm waiting for an update, is it still 17-7? That's what my screen tells me. Yep. All right. But I did come out with an article over the weekend of 10 players that you should be watching. Now, I'm not going to sit here on this show and go through all the players. You know Jalen Carter. You know Quentin Johnston. But just go ahead and head over to allcshow.com and give this article a look at the same time you're watching this game. That way you know, hey, this is a player that the Bears could potentially draft. There's offensive tackles, there's centers, there's guards, there's a safety, a tight end, a running back, some defensive linemen in the later rounds. Definitely check it out so you know who you should be watching for the rest of this game after our show ends. It's a great job by you, and it's like the essence of what this offseason is. Let's have some let let's learn the ins and outs of everybody literally that they might be going after. I can't wait to uh, do my own deep dive on some of these guys. It's going to be a lot of fun when we get to the combine here in just a little bit. There's at one point yesterday when I was inside Lucas Oil, like I may as well just stay here until the combine starts. Like I'm already here. <laughs> That's where my mind was after all of that. My first pick secured. What else have I got to lose? I can just sit here in Lucas Oil and just play the patient game. But all right, we're going to bring on Nick in a moment. But first, I want to let you know about Shady Rays. Uh, Shady Rays never understood why sunglasses were so expensive. So they set out to change it. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses because our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. They are premium polarized shades. They feature world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone and every lifestyle. I literally have my Shady Rays that I bought four years ago, and they are still in like really great condition. And even with that strong protection program, they still manage to make quality. And like I told you, uh, they are as good as any other expensive pair that I've ever worn. And customers seem to agree with over 200,000 five star reviews so exclusively for our listeners shady rays is running their deepest deal of the season use code chgo for 50 percent off two or more pairs at shadyrays.com that's buy one get one free you can get two pairs for as low as 54 dollars redeem only at shadyrays.com where you can find all of their newest and best shades and i also want to tell mark carmen as he's wearing his shady rays the double rays the double ray X-ray vision there from Shady Rays from Mark Carmen, but I also want to tell you about Chi Town Custom Cornhole, the number one co- cornhole provider for Chicagoland and Illinois since 2007. Their signature box style design can be digitally printed, covered in vinyl, and painted. Their cornhole boards come with built-in drink holders, recessed in on the back, LEDs that light up the hole, and exterior handles for easy carrying and handcrafted scorekeepers. They're veteran-owned and operated. They can ship anywhere and offer local pickups, specializing in corporate designs for your company's next marketing or social event, wedding gifts, and gifts for all occasions, and especially for tailgaters and backyard barbecues. So go check out their website, ShytownCornhole.com, and make sure to follow them on Instagram at ShytownCustomCornholeBoards. Awesome stuff, Greg. Let's throw Nick on the screen and let's have him join us to discuss 
Really? I knew you were going to wear those. I knew they were going to be on your face. What's up, Nick? Future What's so going bright. on, everybody? Future's so bright, you guys got to wear some Shady Rays. Ooh, I can't actually ooh. see the screen with uh, <laughs> because they're so polarized, you guys. like It, it blinds the screen. So, fortunately, I got to take off the Shady Rays. I saw Mark, you were rocking both. That's, a, that's hey, different. Hey, uh, you know. I, I keep them at home because I don't trust Braggs. If I in the office, he might steal my shady rays. And then <laughs> I have my other two pairs sitting right here. Thank you very much. There, okay. there you go. There you go. Nick, you look good, brother. Well, that was a what was your uh I just want to know how you were feeling in that locker room today. It was an odd day, I thought. Yeah, it was I, I mean, that was my first ever um, you know, locker room clean out day, but there wasn't many people there, Mark. Like there was more people on the Friday and Fridays at Hallis Hall. For those who don't know, there's nobody on Friday. It's the ghost town on Friday. There were more people on the Friday than there were actually today. So it was interesting just getting to talk to, you know, a few players that we got an opportunity to talk to, but like, you know, scrounging around Justin Fields at his locker while he's just finishing eating a sandwich. And then, you know, going to maybe David Montgomery over to the left there while there's everyone just, throwing all their shoes and stuff in bags and, you know, essentially getting out of Hallis Hall and going to do whatever they're going to do. But um, first time being a part of that, but I kind of wish there was a couple more. I would have loved to hear from Darnell Mooney, um, you know, just just to see how he's doing. I do know that he's going to be working out in in the area. I uh, spoke to someone a little bit later who, who knew about, like, what he was doing with the rehab process, so it's good to hear. But, yeah, it was um, it was empty, unfortunately. So before I get into like more of your takeaways from today, Nick, I want to take one step back because when we started the show, the guys were asking me about like the atmosphere and the vibe at Lucas Oil as the game kind of unfolded. And I didn't get to connect with you yesterday. I have not watched the game. So I just wanted to know, A, what was the vibe like throughout the game? Uh, and I also want to know, was Valus Jones Jr. as good as the box score says he was? I saw like 150 total yards between kick returns, rushing, and receiving. And I saw the touchdown highlight earlier today. And then any other things I you think I should know from that game? Because I didn't watch it. I don't plan to watch it. But I will trust you with whatever you want to tell me. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to miss much. But uh, Valus, Valus had a pretty good day. It was encouraging. Like, there wasn't a lot to actually watch for on the field but that's probably one of the guys right being a third round draft pick so he did have a pretty good day but I can tell you this it felt like a preseason game it just in terms of the number of people that were there the empty seats throughout the stadium the players actually on the field like when you see Greg Stroman you know <laughs> starting at cornerback Tim Boyle Nathan Peterman like this is a preseason this is a glorified preseason game in week 18. Um, and then you have the Minnesota Vikings after the first half, they're resting their offensive starters. Like that's what it felt like. And I can tell you this, when it was that Colts Texans game, half the reporters stayed up in the press box, even though the locker room was about to open up just watching the end of that. And that was the most exciting thing by far in terms of what actually happened in that game. So it felt like a preseason game. It looked like a preseason game, but it was week 18. So if that answers the question, I don't think I think it was think a it lot does. more exciting, you know, Will, where you were at and you looked like you had a good time too. Yeah, I, I had a good time, yes. Everyone's been all about it in the great chat time. already. <laughs> I was jubilant. I was euphoric, as Greg was saying. 
All right, let's get back to today, though. How I saw you mentioned not a lot of people there, but that I think helps because then you get more opportunity to speak with the people who are at least around some of the players and uh, you get to pick their brain a bit, see what's going on. And I know you wrote an article earlier today about Justin Fields needing to be the catalyst for this team moving forward into 2023 in order to be successful. So I'll just open the floor to you. What should we know out of how it's all today that you want to share with us? Yeah, let's kind of just stick with Justin Fields. And, you know, Mark, you probably attest to this too. But, you know, just hearing that, you know, obviously with the Bears having the number one overall pick and all this cap space, like he wants to obviously work on, you know, just being a better quarterback. But also it was interesting hearing that, you know, he also wants to do whatever he, ha- he can do in terms of recruiting. Um, and j- he's going to have – he said right after he got done with our conversation with him, he's going to have that conversation with Ryan Poles about what he can do as as the quarterback of this team to recruit guys to come to want to play in Chicago. Because if you look at, you know, the Bears from the surface, what are you looking at in terms of something that's attracting you to this location if you're a free agent? It, it's going to be the quarterback. And obviously all the assets that they can bring in, but you got to look at that first. So see, hearing Justin Fields say that, I think that's a, that's exactly what you want to hear from your quarterback. And now going, going only into year three, he kind of carries himself like a veteran in terms of what he needs to do, what he wants to do off the field, but also that aspect of it, which is now part of his job. He's, he's a part of this with Ryan Poles and trying to attract free agents. And, you know, I think that was encouraging to hear from, from Justin Fields. Um, and then in terms of just other things, he's pretty generic in what he wants to work on, wants to work on everything, wants to work on being a better quarterback in all areas. Um, so you're not going to really get too much um, out of that, but he did mention his relationship with Luke Getze, how, you know, that's been blossoming and, you know, this is only his first year with him. So that's why he's optimistic about year two in his offense. They're able, he goes back to the month, the end of October to mid November where they're scoring 30 plus points. And he points to that section of the season as being why he's optimistic about what this offense can do with Luke Getze and, you know, just himself moving forward. But, um, in terms of other takeaways from Justin Fields, I asked him what his favorite moment was of the season. It goes back to week one, that torrential downpour, 49ers. Said it was like it was like a movie, just being a part of that. But you know, that was his big takeaway, his big um, you know, moment that he thought the splash moment, I think is exactly how he phrased it back all the way back in week one. But yeah, Justin Fields is uh I think just eager also it kind of sounds like to after you take some time away to get back into things and you know, just continue working on himself because that's what uh, QB1 does. It's interesting to hear him talk about recruiting and, uh, you know, how guys would look at that. Your top wide receiver catching the football this year was Darnell Mooney in 12 games. He had 493 yards. Hey, how'd it go for you coming over here, Dante Pettis? Well, I had 19 catches for 245 yards. What about you, Chase Claypool? You think you're a number one wide receiver this game. Yeah, it, it, it was weak. I, I finished the year with 140 yards receiving with the Bears. Byron Pringle, you left Kansas City. What'd you do? 135. How about you, Nikhil Harry? 116. You want to come here on a prove-it deal to try to you know up your stock? That's a hard sell. Now, the other side of it's like, well, look at these guys. They're all, you know, if you want to look, if somebody looks at it like, he just needs some help and I can be that guy. Mm-hmm. But it, it, but I don't, it, it is interesting trying to sell like, Hey, and well, and maybe it's, maybe I don't look like that it's on fields, but the dude's got no protection. He can't give me the football. Well, Mark, real quick. I, I know 
well, you're making your point and you can, you know, poke fun at Dante Pettis all you want there, but like all of his stats that he put up this year were the best he's had since his rookie year in 2018. I get, and I'm again, the, the, the threshold is low, but the fact that he was able to kind of have a mini resurgence uh, to his own kind of, you know, degree and pedigree there to me, it's, it says something and that's playing with different quarterbacks. And that's a guy who's missed so many games. And he's able to stay healthy, be out there on the field. Uh, and again, 41 targets is almost a career high for him too. He had 45 as a rookie, but again, that was 2018. It's been a long four years for him, kind of in like no man's land. And he kind of came back a little bit this year. Now, is he a wide receiver too? No, but he could be someone that, you know, you can look at and I don't know if you say Justin made him better, but Justin did allow him to have, uh, statistically his best season in five seasons you know that that's that's incredibly fair and uh if you ask Dante I think he's he was one dude that was always smiling in that locker room I think he really enjoyed being a Chicago Bear so that would that would add on to your point uh Byron Pringle I mean he was hurt uh but he was targeted 60 times last year and uh I I don't I don't think I don't think Byron Pringle's calling around the NFL saying like come on over here I got I got I got 16 targets and uh, we won three games that, uh, you know, but, but he had his own issues that went along with his year clearly. But that's why, that's why there, the argument can be made that the chase Claypool move wasn't as bad as it now looks to a lot of bears fans because the free agent market is thin. You don't know who you can convince to come here via free agency. And you don't know how this trade back potential scenario in the NFL draft where you can acquire maybe an additional first round pick and get one of these top flight wide receivers in the first round. After that, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a free for all in the second and third rounds. You don't know who's going to fall to you there. Uh, so, you know, in uh, for all the people that are out on chase Claypool, I'll remind you, Valus Jones did finish the season strong, very strong. Not just the last game. He finished the season strong the last few games. Yeah. And will, if you go back and watch the, the game, why I, don't know if you why you would, but at the same time, I know you're detail oriented, so you probably will. He had a really nice back shoulder catch that mm-hmm. is like part of a route tree of a serious wide receiver. Not, you know, the the touchdown is great. We all know he can do that, but the back shoulder down the sidelines covered makes a really nice contested throw or catch was a really big moment for him. I felt like, and oh by the way, Chase Claypool is younger than Valus Jones, so if you're out on if you feel like, oh, Bayless showed up at the end, I would feel better about him now. Well, Chase Claypool is younger. So if you're out on Chase after, and he has an NFL resume that has impressive seasons within it. So I'm not out on Chase Claypool. I liked the attitude he brought here of this, hey, I'm not going to accept losing. We should all want those kind of dogs in that locker room. So I, I like that he said he's going to go work out with Justin Fields. He better, Right. And if the Bears can, you know, my hope is the Bears can trade back with a team that has an additional first-round pick and use that additional one to draft another wide receiver that could potentially be your one, which opens everything up for that room with Chase Claypool, Darnell Mooney, and then an additional first-round wide receiver. And then you have Valus Jones being pushed down the depth chart where you can really get value out of him. That I think that's the best-case scenario. I think it's – Clear as day, the Bears are going to spend big money on the offensive line. So, you know, I guess, you know, it takes two to tango. We need players to agree to come here. But I definitely think money talks when it comes to the NFL. And I think there will be plenty of players lining up, you know, looking forward to blocking for one of the best, one of the up, 
incoming rising stars of this league in Justin Fields. Was it Justin you know, Jones that had some good comments about Fields being like that team's quarterback? Like, we know we have our guy. And I think, you know, for Justin Jones to come to Chicago this year and to be saying that publicly to the media will speak volumes to potential free agents coming into Chicago. It doesn't matter if they're offense or even players on defense. Like, if you have this guy who goes up against Justin in practice every single day and every single day throughout the week, and he's saying that and he's seen what he's seen this season out of him, I'm sure that's going to get. You know, a lot of people excited to come here if the Bears are interested in bringing them in. And of course, you know, the deep pockets aren't going to hurt uh, that whatsoever, too. Uh, Nick, was there anything else from today that you wanted us to know? Yeah, real quickly on like Tevin Jenkins, how he's doing. Um, you know, he was asked about like his neck and where he's at with that. Said it's feeling better. Um, doctors told him it's going to take time to heal. And actually, uh, Adam Hogue asked him, will this be like a long term thing? And from what the doctors, relay to Tevin Jenkins that wasn't the case it's just going to be something about strengthening the neck doing some Pilates maybe we'll have to all take a Pilates class you guys and okay you know see how it kind of will, will help strengthen the core and you know ultimately help out Tevin Jenkins there but um he was also asked to, like to describe the year that he had because you know he was playing some pretty good football at guard a new position that he hadn't played before so he was he said he was very happy how he played uh, considering this was his first year at the position. The only thing that really disappointed him that he mentioned was that he couldn't finish the season. You know, being out with his brothers, he said he couldn't finish the season due to the injuries. But in terms of what he was able to actually do on the field, uh, you know, it's he said he ex- exceeded his expectations and the Bears decided, hey, let's, let's do this again with Tevin Jenkins. If he can stay healthy, you know, I do expect him to, you know, take another jump at that right guard position. He did do some good things, showed his physical presence, the thing that, got him drafted in the first place by the bears and you know the last regime. So I think that will be something to, you know, just monitor. But he also said too, like he knows that the bears have a lot of capital. They obviously have the first overall pick. So he, he won't say that he technically has like a home because he doesn't want to put himself in that position. Oh yeah. I'm good to come back next year. And you know, they draft another offensive lineman and take a spot. So yeah, uh, he's just kind of, you know, bracing himself for what can happen. And I think Tevin Jenkins has kind of always been like that ever since the beginning of the season, not knowing the, the trade rumors and things like that. But yeah, that's kind of the, the update on Tevin Jenkins there. Very likable, Tevin, very likable, Justin Jones, Justin Jones. I, I thought had a great influence in that locker room this year, both those guys really, but I think Justin even maybe a little bit more just his veteran uh, leadership. We know all about your crush. With Justin, Jones. I do, I do, I do. I crush, <laughs> I, I crush him. I crush Tevin. I crush a lot. I crush Komet. You crush a lot of people. I, 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 I like that locker room, man. It's, it's Nick. You can speak to it. It's hard not to crush that locker room. There's a lot of good dudes in there. Yeah, like it's a three-win season, and you know, I was hearing the show earlier uh, that you did with Mark, um, and like, you know, there are times where players are crying and things are going. You know, there's a lot of emotion being expressed. You know, it, it never really got to that point. And even with the bad losses, and there were a couple of blowouts, um, close games where they hurt equally as, as much. And, you know, this Bears locker room, you know, always stayed pretty upbeat, even keeled, kind of like their quarterback, Justin Fields, right? Does on a daily basis. But I think that's, that is a credit to, to the culture that was built, you know, with, with Matty Rafus kind of building that up. So that, that is, that is good to see. Cause I think, you know, they're, there's probably there were probably opportunities within this season where things could have gone gone the other direction. He could but get it, it was a good locker room. 
he can get away with the culture thing and the laying the foundation for now, and that's fine. And I'm not saying he didn't do it, but that's going to get real old real fast if they don't start winning some oh, yeah. games. Oh, that's that's yeah, year, year one year speak. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you, you can't be saying the same old, same old next year. So real quickly, guys, when I was like just sitting around this evening, I, I saw the reports that there are a couple of teams interested in looking at Ian Cunningham uh, to be adding him over to their front offices. I think it's Arizona and Tennessee. Uh, the Titans are the two teams right now that have been reported. There may be more coming down the line. And the only comments I see on these, whether I'm going to 50 Facebook groups that I'm in with Greg or what have you, uh, but it's like, oh, do we get a pick out of this? Like a comp pick? Like that's like the number one thing. And I, I don't think that's the case. Nick, you're already shaking your head no. And I, I feel like losing Ian Cunningham, the, the the guy that Ryan Poles brought in almost like immediately, like that was his first move as GM. Like, yeah, I'm bringing in Ian. Like I think that can have a bigger impact in this front office than you know a lot of people may just think on the outside like oh he's just an assistant gm what's that going to do but he's very well respected both inside Hallis hall around the entire league and i do think that could be a big blow to the bears if he ends up going somewhere else this offseason yeah I, yeah I, no I, doubt about it and i, I think gonna... it's it's two seasons right that he would need to be with with the bears for the Chicago to actually get a comp pick in return oh, so, so we wouldn't get one this year wouldn't get one so if he were to leave the Bears uh, wouldn't get anything in compensation for for him leaving if if that is the case. But yeah, that's kind of um, I guess the the details on how that would work. So yeah, it's like that was a, a big move for him. That was a new new position that the Bears hadn't had before, right? That assistant GM position. So obviously somebody that can help a first year guy like Ryan Poles now going into year two. But I think uh, you know a year under his belt. And hopefully with, you know, now this is staff and everything that he's bringing in, you would obviously it would be a blow to this organization. But I think, you know, Ryan Poles, he, he's got the big boy shoes now. Right. And he's got the number one overall pick. He's got some decision he has to make. It does stink, though, that they wouldn't get any compensation if Ian Cunningham were to go somewhere else. I mean, do I got to do my hand or handiwork again? Do I got to, you know, infiltrate the. The Bears, you know, unleash Bears Twitter again, like we did with Luke Getze when they uh, had six straight games of uh, 30, 30 points a game. And we started doing a jokingly smear campaign against Luke Getze because we wanted <laughs> him to stay another year for continuity's sake before he goes off to bigger jobs for himself. I mean, I don't want to mess with people's money, but at the same time, if I have to, we will go on there and say Ian Cunningham hates puppies. I will be all over Twitter <laughs> saying he puts ketchup on his hot dogs, hates puppies. He still he calls it the Willis Tower. Don't make me do it, Ian, because we want you around for the biggest offseason in Chicago Bears history. He's a part of that Eagles front office that you know built what they now are. They had some trade backs that were in the top 10. You know, there's experience there that Ryan Poles can lean on quite a bit. Let's give him a full year to work. Hold on a second, guys. Uh, Will, Nick, let's have a temperature check here. Because if if, uh, if if ESPN was calling, they were like, Braggs, we need you on our Sunday night, uh, Monday night broadcast, rather. Uh, you know, would it, would it be... You know, should we go in, in on the Twitter, on the social media and say, dude, this guy's a complete lunatic. 
he drinks this. He has a drink that's got algae in it. He, he, he he's, 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 he's emotionally unhinged. He's, uh, he's, he's just, uh, you know, if the bears lose, you, you can't talk to him, whatever I make stuff. I'm, I'm making everything up right now. Everything, you know, you, you got, you get the Some point. Some of it was true. We wouldn't, we, we, <laughs> we wouldn't, we wouldn't do that, man. You can't, you can't of do course. that. Of course. I mean, it's all, but you did it. You did it to Luke Getzey. No, you, it was all, ju- nothing was a serious personal <laughs> shot. Hates, pump. everyone knows who it's tongue in cheek. And it really was a compliment. You what we, tried were doing. To- we, we had Luke Getzey trending uh, in the United States uh, for two <laughs> days because yes. of our, Luke banter, but it was a term of endearment what we were doing as fans it was giving him a compliment of how much he means to us as fans and then of course we did that and we kind of jinxed him because then it the wheels fell off the wagon and everybody seemed to place a lot of that blame on luke getsy so no i of course i'm not after anyone's money or bigger and better opportunities but i'll tell you right now mark if espn calls my phone tonight and says we're bringing you on to uh, do playoff coverage. I'm going to say, no, thank you, sir. I'm here with C-H-G-O. Oh, God, so, is that what I was doing last night? <laughs> <laughs> send, send that tape to Spano. There it is. Look at Love it. All right, so we have a couple of videos that we're going to show in a moment, uh, but we do have a couple messages that we need to share here before we get to that. Uh, I'm going to tell you about DraftKings before Mark tells you about FOCO. The NFL playoff picture is locked in, and my go-to place for wildcard round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road, it's the Super Bowl 57 mile. Time flies. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wildcard round this weekend. Just place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. Action so good, why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? Of course, I love the app. Super seamless. I love getting to tinker with my same game parlay, getting it just right. One on my tank-a-thon drafts, uh, my special yesterday, right, having the Bears lose and then the Colts to lose too. That was awesome. Really made the rest of the evening even better. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code CHGO. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I am so unbelievably excited to talk about uh, the momentum that's going on of, of the new amazing stadium that we're going to be uh, all enjoying on the lakefront. But first, before we get to that, uh, Chicago, you do have the best coverage for your favorite teams. Get fit in the best sports gear around. FOCO has you covered. Soldier Field to your living room. Get decked out like Justin Field. Sports merch collectibles. FOCO's got it for you. They have everything. So the, the sweet slippers, the signs the, that Braggs loves, the hoodies, the bobbleheads, everything in between merch collectibles. FOCO is the place to be. Uh, go to FOCO, F-O-C-O.com, or you can click the link in the description below, all non-presale items. Use that promo code CHGO, and you get yourself 10% off Bears Lakefront. All right, we'll do it. Mark Carmen, Nicholas Moriano, and Greg Braggs Jr. here for CHGO Bears after dark here on this Monday, immediately following the Bears securing that first overall pick. So let's talk about this Soldier Field video that was released earlier. Nick, you put it in Slack, and I, I thought I was still like just recovering. I was like, what am I watching? Is this Arlington Heights? And 
oh no, this is a renewed version of Soldier Field, like a proposed plan. Uh, if we can pull the video on the screen, I think we made a better version, right? Uh, I don't <laughs> care what version we play, because uh, but this one is a little longer. But we can skim through it, see some of like the the highlights, because uh, I want to know your thoughts on it. If and take it in like the Arlington Heights wasn't happening. <laughs> like imagine Arlington Heights hasn't been talked about. And this came out and Chicago's like, hey, we want to do this to Soldier Field. How would you feel about it? So, yeah, here's we made on uh, CHO Sports a fixed version uh, of the video, uh, which I thought was really awesome. And uh, as you can tell, we are using Jurassic Park, which I love, by the way, because I showed AJ the original Jurassic Park. Look at that. Greg's not even entertaining it up there. Watch him. It's the greatest place on earth. Did, watch. We're not going to watch the, all the concourses and the trains and all the people. And and, and the and way better than the stupid-ass paddle boats that got going on in Arlington Heights. Let's go. So, <laughs> it did look really cool. I'm going to give that. Uh, I guess it's because with music being in the video, you could get this video flagged. So that's yeah, why we're going I to this one. That's a really good good call by the producer Joey on that. Got to make sure we're safe I mean, here on, at, on the videos. Look at the veterans. That looks so cool. Look at that place. Seriously, Moriano doing a vlog right there. Are you kidding me? Mm, yep. uh, Mark, I mean, you're in the vlog. You got to watch the newest vlog. You're in it. You're on the I, cover. I, I appreciate it. Ooh, I, mean, I said, it, I, I said it on Twitter too. People were asking, "What are your thoughts?" There's no denying this is an awesome video. Any Bears fan that loves going to Soldier Field, I love going to Soldier Field. Soldier Field is like a second home to me, you know, and uh, we all have, you know, these amazing thoughts of how Arlington Heights can be. But, you know, there's no denying that this is really cool what they did to, you know, potentially renovate this in this way. I would there. I just I think it's funny that fans are like, oh, what it being too late. Too little, too late. It has nothing to do with the conversation. Just look at what you're looking look at, at right that. now and yeah, tell me it just with the skyline. So it's got that SoFi feel. That yeah. SoFi mm -hmm. like I mean, uh, video no, board. It's there's no question. Obviously, there's a whole bunch of logistic things outside of the stadium that fans would want. Parking a little more accommodating, transit mm -hmm. in and out. You know, even if you're not driving, um, but just the stadium itself. And I, you know, like I said, I, I, for the fans that go every game and I understand not every fan's a fan that goes every day game, but they know where to park. I, and I always find it funny. Like when I go to a concert at soldier field sure. and like the like Elton John concert, people were like, Oh, I got in late. Well, you showed up late. You got to get there <laughs> early. This isn't like going to a restaurant down the street from your house. You're going to soldier field. So if you're crying about not getting in through the gate, because there's so many people trying to get it, get there early. Like everyone else does. If you're showing up and they think they're going to, you're going to get the red carpet rolled out for you. When you walk up to the stadium three minutes before a game starts or a concert starts, that's a you problem. So, you know, it's not going to, it's not, as if Arlington Heights, we're all going to file out of the stadium, like a, in light speed, it's going to take time to get out of that stadium too. So, you know, I understand that the the the, the <clears throat> positives of Arlington Heights, but there's no denying how cool that video looked. And if they did it, I'd be in love with it. In Preach. love with it. Keep preaching. I know. Well, Mark here's the thing, you guys too. I'm starting like, to, you know, but <laughs> it's about actually getting it done. And then the big aspect of, outside of just the look is 
would they sell the rights to the damn stadium to the there Chicago Bears? That's the big that's, aspect. That's the big thing. Mm-hmm. You can do all these renovations, all these cool stuff indoor and, you know, the transportation, but if the Bears aren't making profit, then then it's like that's why you're going to Arlington Heights. Right. That's so, exactly why you're going to Arlington so Heights. Sell them the stadium you, you, for a dollar and let them do this <laughs> for $10 billion. No, no. You, you Listen, you let them buy the land. They can afford it. You make it economically viable to what it's going to cost them in Arlington Heights to stay in Chicago. You And then you tax them like anybody else who owns property in the city. Uh, and – you make this so as big of a win-win as you possibly can. That's how this thing should go down. And maybe, maybe we are too far down the road, but there's a lot of hurdles that got to get jumped through in Marlene tonight. So the, the city should make their absolute best pitch and, and get it out there. And and you can't tell – this is a great move, by the way. This this has re-energized. Everybody who's watched this video for most of them, pretty cool. Like this is a good re-energizing. You get Bill Curtis in there. Let's get some grass-fed beef going on, Bill, and let's Mr. Chicago and get the stadium rolling. And people say, oh, logistically, it wouldn't work. Well, go back to when the uh, Chicago put in the bid for the Olympics. They had a whole thing laid out, a whole plan right there on the lakefront for different structures and all this different parking and hotels. They can do it if they really want to do it. Nobody so, could. Nobody would have thought that they would have been able to do whatever the ridiculous thing they just did last time would have ever happened, and they did that. I think Nick just lost some money in the in the college football pl- uh, championship. <laughs> George is scoring like crazy. Just know, none of so the guys that I bet on are, are scoring. There's nothing worse than a championship like this. I mean, uh, TCU is getting their doors blown off. So I'm glad I could hang out with you guys instead of watching this because it's <laughs> pathetic. Okay, so if they went that route, though, the only concern I would have is how long would that actually take? Because that, yeah, that's, that, not, no, that's another no huge question. We saw in 2003 where they had to spend one season down in Champaign. Like, I'd rather go? them play at Wrigley. Let them play at Wrigley. You know, oh the gosh. Purdue Boilermakers played Northwestern at Wrigley last year. So let's say theoretically they were able to do this. Uh, also, go to Wrigley. Yeah. Well, it, it, listen. Uh, not exactly ideal because it's going to be a small. I want to see the Bears play mm-hmm. at Wrigley. I, I'm selfish. with you. Put them, put them at Wrigley, and and the games that they can't play at Wrigley, if it didn't work out, you can. They're building a brand new stadium at Northwestern. It's going to be thirty five thousand seats. They're it's they, they're playing one yep. more year at Ryan Field. Then they're two years to to put it down. So that's when the, the lease is up. Put them in there for half there, half Wrigley. Yeah, I mean, come on, you don't we don't no 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 more trips down to Champaign. Let's go. Yeah, no, I went to a game in Champaign that season when they played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who eventually went on to win the Super Bowl. It was it was definitely a bizarre atmosphere. Mm. All right. Look so at Mark trying to cover up that yawn. He's getting tired. Hey, nah, after hey, nah, my day's just starting, buddy. <laughs> Nine o'clock big tennis match tonight. We got we oh. got we got we got we got oh. Pat Diamond. You are a chronic yawner, even when you aren't tired. No, I, yeah, well. Is that a breathing issue? I'm not a doctor, but. Yeah, no, I maybe I'm dying. Let's I don't dive, know. Let's uh, dive into oh, no. this, Mark. Oh, no, <laughs> no I, th- I, I, I think, honestly, like, I was so hyped after yesterday. I got home, you know, whenever I went to bed and didn't sleep well. And then I had TV this morning at 630, and then I drove up to, Hallis and then back down and you're a busy man around. Busy man. I think you know it's it's uh just, I think I've probably too many carbs today. I, I made the, I made my I made the carb home spaghetti that I just I crushed that down. That's probably not helping. It's pretty good though, I can tell you. 
Good, good, strong performance over here. <laughs> Mark, you want us to throw up that Jamal Williams video to kind of end did today's you, show? Did I that was yeah, sure. That was just fun. I don't know if people were, were you up watching last night, Nick, when uh, Jamal got interviewed after the Lions beat the Packers. This was just this was yeah. emotional, and then he didn't realize that like, hey, hey, Jamal, showing emotion is strength on national TV. But he had to walk it back. This was kind of amazing for people who missed it. Let's let's check it out, Joey. I'm excited to see it for like the third time here today. And yeah, I didn't get to see this. You set the franchise record. You broke Barry Sanders' record. What does that mean to you? Uh, my great grandfather died on me. I'll just dedicate this to him. I'll just proud. I'm just grateful to do this for him. My grandfather, he was 92, but I'm just grateful for him to be in my life and I'm grateful to be able to play football. And do this for him. So there's a lot of memories, a lot of emotion happening right now. But I'm just grateful. I'm grateful to be able to play this game for my great grandfather. And I'm glad that he's looking down on me. I know I'm making him proud. You said this ball's for him? Yeah, this is for him. Another thing, stop playing us, man. We made, we the Detroit Lions. <laughs> Detroit Lions are playing with us. I don't even watch TV, but I heard everybody already picked, their, picked the Packers over us. Stop playing with us. That's all I got to say, man. <laughs> that is classic. It's like, oh, my God, I just cried on national TV. I got to stop this. Like the, the button went off. Okay, I'm going I'm to calm it down. I'm going to get myself back. That's the, that's the beauty, by the way, of someone who's actually in touch with their emotions. They can, they can be crying mm-hmm. one minute. They're laughing the next. That was, that was awesome. I loved it. Well, uh, Jamal Williams would be awesome to have in the locker room, Mark. Like, oh fantastic. He would be amazing because, like, he's into – like all this, I guess stuff that most NFL players aren't into. He's like into Pokemon. He's into Naruto. He's he puts out like interviews like that all the time. Like he would be he would be awesome. Well, the, he did like the whole intro I saw this morning of like you know, when you do like your little like I am whoever from whatever school. Like he mm-hmm. had like the little like hidden headband on from Naruto. I'm a big Naruto guy by by the way. Seen every episode. There's like 700 of those things. Just saying. Uh, but it's like one of my favorite like series of all time and if he was in that locker room that'll be the only thing i'd ever ask him well i mean I if you watched hard knocks before the season you saw an emotional moment from jamal williams when he was breaking down the huddle and pleading to his teammates that he was sick of losing like they had been and he started to cry as he was yelling at his teammates that this what our co- we need to be better and he was pleading to them like you know i can't take this shit anymore was what he said and it was a powerful moment. People made fun of him, you know, because, you know, it, like you said, this bravado thing as someone that has had plenty of emotional moments in my life. I can appreciate um, I can appreciate that, um, you know, showing that emotion. There's no weakness in that. So I had no idea what was, I thought I was doing something, but you guys are doing something. And it was my 80 my ADHD kicked in. I was like, what is happening? No, Mark, so, what you need to do. There you go. There you, there go. you go. It lights up. <laughs> got mic. He, he turned there off his go. mic. Yep. Oh. And now he's oh, still it's muted. still off. Now Mark's he's still muted. muted. <laughs> Come on. Mark's muted. <laughs> there we go. I, I don't know why it turned off. I, 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 so I, you can actually just push the top of it. Like, there it goes. Bye bye. And oh wow, I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> tanking <Great>. and learning. <laughs> learning and tanking. The bears will get there next year. All right. 
<laughs> oh Memories. My gosh. This is great. That's uh, nothing like troubleshooting and also just learning new things on the spot. Like, is that like brand new? I, well, I got it. Uh, I don't know. I've had it for uh, at least a month, but I didn't realize that the I mean, apparently Nick and I are both shopping at Target getting our, our, our mics. <laughs> at least that's where I got this bad boy. And I, I, I actually don't love it. I think it's a little echoey, but whatever. It'll do for now. Oh, uh, if you want to talk mics and you want to talk troubleshooting yeah. mics or just like thoughts i'm a I, you can tell nick i have been more than picky over the years when it comes to just how microphones and what they sound like you, you will you've got a lot of knowledge about a lot of things it's impressive for real i appreciate it you know good at a lot master of none hopefully i can master one thing uh, eventually in life but we'll get there we'll get there no no worries but you guys have anything else is this it We're, i mean I don't know. Mark's got a tennis match. He has I know. So I don't want to hold him up. No. Yeah. I, I'm just saying I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, being with y'all. Appreciate you guys welcoming me tonight. And let's have a great, 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 amazing offseason of dominance. Damn it. Well, yeah. And it, if Ian Cunningham leaves, it's impossible. We need him here. No, I'm kidding. Polls can do it. But I would love Ian to stay. Greg, appreciate you, man. Thanks for being here, hanging out per usual. Nick, same to you for hopping on here at the second half of the show. But that's going to do it here for tonight's episode. I want to thank everyone who's here watching live, watching the replay. I don't have sunglasses besides my literally like my baby's pair, so I'll wear them. How about that? <laughs> Perfect. Right? It works. They're sitting here. I don't know why, but th these are for the infant. They are not for me. I Actually, I should not stretch them out so much. Uh, but I want to just make sure that everyone rates and reviews our show over on Apple Podcasts. We'll love to hear your thoughts uh, there about our show and just celebrate the Bears getting the number one pick. If you haven't reviewed our show yet and left one, just talk about how excited you are about this offseason. Looking forward to all of our content. I would love to hear it. And of course, head over to allchio.com slash diehard to learn all about our diehard experience and uh, why you should join that program and become a CHGO diehard. But that's going to do it for us. We'll see you soon, and I'll see you all on Friday. But until then, bear down, Chicago.